Welcome to Space to Grow, the podcast where we explore how the spaces we inhabit shape us as individuals. I am your host, Natasha Rocca Devine, an interior designer and author with a passion for helping clients create functional, beautiful spaces which will support their personal growth and well being. In each part of my series, I will be speaking with a guest who has a unique perspective on how the spaces they have lived in have impacted their lives. From childhood homes to offices, apartments to gardens, we'll be deep diving into ways in which the spaces around us shape us and who we are and who we become. Today, I am thrilled to have Lorraine Keane, an Irish TV presenter, mother of two, contestant of Celebrity Home of the Year 2018, joining us to share her experiences with the spaces she has inhabited throughout her life. As one of Ireland's media icons, Lorraine started off on AA World Watch, moving to Radio 1 and 2FM, and has gone from strength to strength in her career across radio, TV, events, and now on digital media. As an experienced master of ceremonies, Lorraine has hosted events for the Royal Family, American Presidents, Ideal Home Show and TV Now Awards, while even showcasing on stage playing Lisa in the national musical for Girls' Night Out. Lorraine is a passionate advocate for charity, founding Fashion Relief in Blackrock in support of Oxfam Ireland, along with mental health, self-care and creating a space that feels like home no matter where you are. So let's dive in and discover the stories behind the spaces that have helped Lorraine grow into the inspirational person than she is today. Oh, I actually want to cry. Oh, <laughs> thank you. This is it. I had to work really hard to edit this back. By the way, there's so much more Natasha, about you. Amazing that talent. Is so lovely. Thank you. So let's get started. What was your childhood home like, and how has it influenced the spaces you create for yourself today? Okay, so um, I had quite a few childhood homes. Um, my family of siblings, my parents' family was continually growing. So I'm the second eldest and we were blessed with seven in total. So as our families got bigger, we moved. And also it was a hobby of my dad's. He had always thought that he'd studied to be an architect. And then the kind of school boy band that he was in. The Indians. The Indians that became the Indians show band. It did so well that he then became a band called the Casino and from then on to the Indians show band. So even though he was concentrating and focusing on music, which is his major passion, his other passion was renovating homes. So we moved from me being at home with my parents from zero to 20 years of age. We moved four times and then from 20 to 40, I also moved four times on my own. So I obviously picked up that bug from him. Um, And I suppose that it sounds like that we were moving around and that must have been, you know, very disruptive. It actually wasn't because every single house that we were in felt like a home. And I always knew myself that no matter where I lived, um, no matter what home I had, that even though I'm extremely fussy and I like nice things, I would always want it to be a comfortable place where, as my mother used to say, our houses were like Houston Station. (laughs) The door was constantly going, the door was ajar and people were always welcome. You definitely have that in your home now. You know, you definitely have that. Because you invite people in, as I mentioned, you're incredible on digital media and social media. So you can really feel at home, you know, when you do your videos, you feel like you're part of in your kitchen or your living room. It's really important to me, Natasha, because, you know, the biggest compliment somebody can give you is, oh my gosh, this place is so cozy. It's so comfortable. It's so homely. Um, And as I say, even though I like nice things and I'm, you know, 
into interiors as I have been all my life, I would hate for people to feel like they were sitting in a show house. Show houses look lovely, yeah, but, but you don't want to live in them. Absolutely. <laughs> and do you think having, um, being one of seven has influenced your, like your space and your design in, in general? Like, do you, do you like more open spaces or more cozy? Yes, I prefer open spaces, yeah. really. I'm a people person. I'm used to a big crowd. My yeah. family is like rent a crowd, so no matter <laughs> where we go. So yeah, I do. And I like light. Light is hugely important to me. It affects you hugely. Mental. You know, mentally, yeah, mental health and everything. Completely. Yeah, your moods, yeah. Uh, particularly in winter we're not blessed with sunshine here so you really have to be mindful when you're designing a home exactly uh, I actually describe myself as I'm not really a human I'm a solar panel <laughs> because I need light all the time and yeah, talk about you know providing energy it really does provide me with energy and when it's dark and dull it affects my mood yeah. and I don't know if that means that I suffer from sad. you know sad yeah. uh, thankfully I don't think I do in a huge way but I think I do in a small way yeah. And do you think, like, I was going to ask you just what's the most challenging space you've been in, but like, it doesn't necessarily mean living in, but do you think dark places is probably the answer for you? Oh, completely. Like yeah. if I, if I have to turn a light on somewhere during the day, I just can't, I know I can't spend much time there. Yeah. You know, for me, we're very lucky the house that we have now that we renovated, we bought 19 years ago and uh, was in eight flats and we renovated it. But the sun rises at the front of the house and sets at the back. So it's just flooded with light the whole time. And because it's an old house, it's a Georgian house. The windows are tall and the ceilings are high. So yeah, I'm actually, it's like being on a high when you're in the house. I come in and I'm just surrounded by light. It's scientifically, you know, 100%. But Mm. I do think certain people need more light than others. So definitely a dark space. You you don't like design like in hotels and stuff. Because Peter, my husband, wouldn't even notice if it was dark. And where he lived with his brothers, they bought a house similar to the one that we're in now when they got their first record deal. And they bought a house and again, you know, the high ceilings and the lovely tall windows. But it was a really dark house because of where it was facing. Yeah. But sure, they were, you know, musicians. So they're probably getting up at, you know, 2 p.m. And uh, <laughs> and then they'd go straight, you know, from bed to studio and they'd be working in the studio the day and night. quite dark. Like, the, the, well, it was they, really you know, dark. Make them lighter. But they, they didn't have, even notice. Yeah, they were so. in studio heaven, as I used to call it. That was uh, 1996 BL before Lorraine. I like that (laughs) and then I came and ruined everything I'm sure sure he loves it because I do think when people are like shown things I know that from my job like the the significance of a light lights in a room they're like most people will go towards that it's just having the information on it yes um, so speaking of your husband, um, he's a musician, but his um, influence has Peter come in on your design in your house? Has he influenced it or have you taken over the design? Definitely <laughs> he has no influence <laughs> in the house, yeah. the decor design, because he just doesn't want to. Yeah, yeah, You know, he doesn't, it's not an area that he's interested in, Natasha, so it's great. I can just Do whatever get you stuck want. in myself. Yeah, now I, I have had him doing lots of DIY and again 1996 BL uh, before Lorraine I think the most Peter could do if even was wire a plug and then he met me and I wanted this house it was in eight flats and we bought the house with every penny that we had and had very little left to do it up. Yeah, most so, people are left like yeah, that. Yeah. So Peter to. had to become very handy very fast. Brilliant. <laughs> so he did. He, he actually learned to plaster walls and. It's really tough, yeah, you know, when you're actually doing it. People see it on YouTube and then they call me crying. I know. Help. You well, know, we like, did do it with. We did have professionals. Yeah, but with even us that were help. friends of his, that were tradesmen, but we couldn't afford to. Yeah. To, we didn't have a massive budget after we bought the house. So yeah, so he's managed to um to get involved in the the not so nice bits that I don't want to do anyway. So I, I just like do your, all the fancy. 
fancy bits. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. I prefer that. <laughs> the frills. So, clearly, Peter doesn't have any influence on the design of the house and he's the DIY. But AL, after Lorraine, <laughs> how has Peter's instruments and, and, you know, are they showing up in the house? Does he have a little area that he's allowed uh, to have? Or? No, he's allowed to more than an area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love instruments. My, as we said, my dad is yeah, a musician. Say, yeah, yeah. You love, so you grew up around So I grew up around yeah. music and play piano and we were all very musical in our family. Um, my friends used to call us the Von Trapps because there were so many of us in Steps I of Stairs. The Von Trapps. I know, amazing. very cute. But anyway, so yeah, Peter, uh, we've we've um, the kitchen breakfast room, which is open plan, which is kind of where we live, Natasha, yeah. you know, most of the time, day and night. So he has... Uh, two guitars there electric guitar and acoustic guitar on stands and they're in the corner and they're beautiful pieces I was going to say they're like art they are I love love the look of music musical instruments because they have a place in my heart um, as well and then upstairs where we have kind of the I suppose for formal dining room and kind of TV room, the rooms that we don't really use that much. We have a antique baby grand piano oh, and a couple Amazing. of other kind of acoustic instruments up there as well. So you have an area to go yeah. and jam. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't happen very often, but he takes the guitar out downstairs in the kitchen breakfast room all the time. Um, and in fact, you know, it's, it's kind of helpful because he lives with three women, myself and our two daughters. And you know, he'd be delayed quite a lot when we're trying to go out somewhere. So I know when I hear... Well, I hear that a lot from my partner. Taking the guitar up, he just plays like away. jamming. Yeah, yeah and it just keeps him patient and yeah. keeps him calm. Instead of toe tapping. Yeah. Guitar tapping. Or, or shouting guitar. up the stairs, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So, like, I mean, your house is absolutely gorgeous. I've seen it online. Um, and But you were a former contestant um, of Celebrity Home of the Year 2018. So a lot of people you probably agree when you, you think you have a design style but when you go into a show like this or you do a project in my case mm. you realise you know you work out your design style so did you learn a lot about your own style through this show? I did um, and some really good suggestions as well um, one of the, the suggestions actually gave me the idea to kind of go back and renovate a few years later um, okay. and that was to put in more bathrooms into the house but um, but yeah I think a show like that we did it because actually Peter said no <laughs> Peter said no two years in a row. And then he went off to record an album in LA and I rang them and said, come on in. Come in the next few weeks. <laughs> You've got so, six weeks. Yeah. Peter's much like more it. private than me, clearly. Um, but I also wanted to have a deadline to get those yeah, jobs you do. done. You need a project. Because there was loads like a project. of things attached yeah, that, you know, I'd kind of put on the long finger. So yeah. it made me finish all those. But no, we got we got some great advice and tips. And we, the reason I did it was because both myself and Peter are ambassadors for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Okay. And you're allowed to nominate a charity. So Brilliant. I nominated Make-A-Wish Foundation. It was a great hoping, collaboration. Yeah. yeah. Hoping that we'd, well, set a, a kind of a, a, a bit of a light on them, but also for awareness, but also, you know, potentially win and then give them the money. So, um, and grant some more wishes, but it was a lovely experience. I don't regret it at all. Yeah. I mean, your home is kind of like, I, I've watched it evolve. Even recently you did um, a project, you, yes. you've kind of renovated different rooms yeah. with some of bathrooms and different, yeah. different areas of your home. It's That's gorgeous. Because we, you know, as I said, renovated the house 19 years ago when we bought it. And at that stage, Amelia was in my tummy and we hadn't even had Rome yet. I thought we'd fill the house, um, with children. It's a very, very big house. Uh, that didn't happen with two healthy babies. So I'm not, I'm not complaining, but it is very, it's a very, very big house, probably too big for us now. But we went into lockdown with a 12 year old and a 15 year old and came out of lockdown with a 15 year old and an 18 year old. Different. And totally <laughs> different. different. So we had to, I realized then that if we were going to stay for a few more years, we should really renovate the house um, to suit our current needs because mm. 
sharing a bathroom with two bathrooms. That was kind of the, mis- the only mistake I made in the renovation because I did it myself as in the interior decor and architecture and whatever. So we had a bathroom on the ground floor, a very large bathroom, which was essentially loo- used as a downstairs loo. But yeah. It was huge with a bath and a shower and everything in it. And then upstairs, we all shared that bathroom. But when the girls were 15 and 18, and as I say, Peter living with three women, it just, it became very apparent after lockdown that we needed to put in some more bathrooms. So I was lucky that during the hosting of the Ideal Home Show, I met up with fantastic Irish businesses, one of them being Sonus Bathrooms, and talking to Richard, who's the lovely... Yeah, he's a CEO. He's oh, such he's a nice... such a nice man. Right, yeah. He gave me the confidence during that interview to take it on because I was afraid that I'd make the same kind of costly mistakes that I made previously. And they've got really beautiful suites, but it's oh, practical. It's you so know, practical. And they've got them ready-made in and the showroom. And they've show got home. their showroom. It's so gorgeous. And then they do all those live online courses, which I did, a couple of myself. Yeah. Um, just great tips and advice. And you really feel like they're holding your hand through the whole process. So as a result, now I've got four new on suites and um, made, made no mistakes. Yeah, you do need help, I think, you know, just guidance for yeah. things, even though the colours and everything you can pick yourself. Because you a need... bathroom is a costly mistake, you know. Yeah. If you, you make a mistake with a bedroom or a living room, you know, so you have to change the wallpaper, or the colour of the paint. But if you make a mistake with a bathroom. Or a kitchen. Tiles, yeah. Yeah. plumbing, yeah. Yeah. all of that, you know. Wiring and To everything. rip everything out again is just, oh, yeah, couldn't And I think I, I'm a mom now, so I've gone from like having lots of space to no space. I was like, how did this little human take up so much space? All they of her really stuff. Yeah, they do. But I, you know, it's interesting that you say different times of your ch- yeah. children's lives, you evolve, and you're. Yeah. I think that's the whole show: space to grow. Yeah. You know, you need to kind of be open, and you're blessed that you, you know, you've worked with great brands on that. Yeah. And um, but speaking of your family, and obviously you're a media icon, Ireland, and and you're so stylish and amazing. But do you have Thank a you. need for privacy at home? Do you like that kind of balance when you get in the door to relax, or are you just used to it with your family? Your I like social? to be in a crowd. I yeah. like. To with people well, even just one person I'm not really great in my own company um, probably because I'm from a big family although in saying that there's a couple of my sisters that love to get away from all of us at yeah. times um, and my brother definitely because the only boy with six sisters but um, but no I like I like company I like being around people and you know they don't have to be human people even if they're furry people oh, you my furry dogs. babies yeah. yeah so I'm never gorgeous. ever alone you know dogs I have two dogs as well Monty and Millie I mean they're like children they really are they are yeah. One, yeah. Our, one of ours is complete. they're my favourite children actually they, oh, no, don't say <laughs> no that. they are because I've got two hormonal females okay teenagers yeah. in a couple of years <laughs> and more um, so what role do physical spaces play in your mental health and your emotional well-being so back to light you know is there any other things that you in- integrate into your home that is really important to help you relax I think Think, and switch off. Yeah, so light is hugely important. We we spoke about that. That's number one. Yeah. And it's non-negotiable. Um, so even if and when we do downsize, I will, you know, get somewhere where there's lots of light. You'll have to move in for a week <laughs> before I, you I, rent. Honestly, You'll be like, I yeah, need to live here yeah. for a week and yeah. see that it's lo- like lit up enough. Seriously. Yeah, you have to test. And yeah. then um, I suppose soft furnishings make a space cozy and luxurious. Do you like plants and flowers and things yes. like that? Is that important to you? Yeah, yeah. Yep. A lot of like people like nature and just, yeah. you know, just to bring the elements in. I think definitely, it's really relaxing. Definitely, definitely. I introduce things like herbs because practically it's great to have fresh herbs in your kitchen, but um, they look nice and they also smell nice. So I have them around the sink. Fine. So I've always got the smell of mint and basil and rosemary and things really like relaxing. that. Yeah. yeah, in little pots. Photos, um, Especially really Especially because with your job, like they're kind of nice memories yeah. if you travel or yeah. in general to bring 
bring back happy memories of yeah. work and everything. My fridge is full of magnets with photos stuck to them. So it doesn't look very tidy, but that's us. Yeah, that's family. Nice. That's our life. And then paintings, you're talking about, you know, the sea. Um, so we've, we're lucky that we have a sea view from a couple of the floors, but I would still have paintings and photos of the sea and Sea Point in particular, which okay. is my happy place. Yeah. So it's just incorporating all of that stuff that puts a smile on your face, you know, a nice memory or a nice place and uh, surround yourself with it. I think it's really good for your mental health to have nature, just elements of different things. And everyone has a different view of that, but you have your own version. I think it's really important. Mm. So tell me, if you don't mind, sharing a specific moment or experience when a physical space profoundly impacted your life and changed the way you saw the world. No pressure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, so I have this beautiful walk-in wardrobe. Um, I was probably six or seven years in the house by the time, and this was my fourth house, by the time I actually had a walk-in wardrobe. So I dreamt about it for a long time, been through loads of houses and finally had the space. And I suppose the excuse or the reason to have one because I was working full-time in Exposé at the time, having spent nine years as entertainment correspondent with TV3. And Amelia was five, um, Romy was two. And I remember going up to my walk-in wardrobe one morning to pick out the piece that I was going to wear on the show that day and another piece for, you know, the event that I was covering that night. And I went to the window of a lovely bay window that overlooks the park. And I looked out and I saw Alma, who is was our full-time nanny and still is a huge part of our family because she was like the girl's second mum. And she was holding Romy's hand, my little two-year-old's hand. Aww. And I could see that they were having a great chat because Romy was a real character, still is, and full of the chat. And I could see her little head bobbing, you know, from Aww. side to side, looking up at Alma. And Alma listening and walking across. And I burst into tears. Oh, Because there I was in this amazing space, this beautiful walk-in wardrobe with all my beautiful things that I'd collected over the years. Um, and I loved so much. Um... And I didn't want any of it. Suddenly I just wanted to spend time with my my baby. Because Freya's nearly two, so that really hits me. And I was working six days a week, you see, at that stage. Because Romy was uh, two months old when I got a call from TV3 to say, we're going to give you that show, you know, that you've been asking for for years. It's going to happen, but you need to come back from maternity leave early. So I had to go back when when Romy was four months old. Um, And I really had missed out on a lot. Now she was doing fine because she had Alma. Of course. Amelia was doing fine. They had their dad. He was working from home in a studio. Everybody was doing fine except me. No, <laughs> it's hard. Was it's mom guilt. The time, a lot of people feel that. Yeah, yeah I get that. They were saying, oh, you're so lucky you have the best job in the world. And I absolutely adored my job yeah. uh, and adore my career and loved my TV family. But I just wasn't seeing enough of my own family. Yeah. And I, we wanted to have more children. This is getting very personal. <laughs> we wanted to have more children, myself and Peter. Um, and we had done, I had done a, a round of IVF um, at this stage when Romy was two and it hadn't worked. And I remember the clinic at the time saying, you know, you're not giving yourself a chance, you know, you're. Yeah, because a lot of the time it's stress oh, and pressure. Running around yeah, like a mad absolutely. joke working full time and kind of doing two jobs because I was working in the evenings as well. Because Expose was on five days a week. Yeah. So it took six six days to, to film for it, to fill that monster. <laughs> and um, so I said to Peter, um, I, I think I'm going to have to, I wanted to do three or four day week and it just wasn't an option in TV3 at the time. They do job sharing now, but they didn't then. So I just said to Peter, I think I need to, I think I need to leave Aww. because I was afraid I'd miss out yeah. and I wanted to give IVF another chance. And he said to me, what if it doesn't work? What if the IVF doesn't work? 
and you're after leaving yeah, yeah. your job. And I said, well, I know I won't regret it. Because no, absolutely not. even if I don't have another, we don't have another child, at least I'll have the time to enjoy the two that I do have. So I knew I'd never regret and it. You're so close with your girls. Yeah. You so look like sisters, the three of you going around. I'm like, they probably Lorraine? hate you saying that. Yeah, I love I was it. Like, Which one's Lorraine? Yeah but, you, yeah, but I genuinely think that. And I think a lot of um, women and men, because I think, you know, they don't get enough credit mm. as well. But I do think women, like it's such a hard balance. I get oh, such guilt leaving honestly. as well. Yeah, it's really and The only thing tricky. I should say to anybody who has mommy guilt, stop. Stop yeah, right now. Yeah. Because, you know, I took those th- that time off and I was you know, completely at home for six months and um, then realised after six months, you know, that I need to do something else as well. For For myself, not full-time. I think the women, and I have a few sisters who are full-time moms, they're amazing. Um, But I, you know, like to kind of have my own independence. So I started doing kind of freelance stuff and working a little bit at the same time. Um, And then there was times, as I said, when I was working in TV3 that I worked full-time all the time. I never felt any less guilty through all of the above. No, Do you know what you I mean? Don't. You're always going to feel guilty. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So stop the guilt thing. Um, mind just, yourself, look after yourself, but just be honest with yourself. And that's what I did. You know, I decided, you know, people were saying to me, are you mad? You know, this is your own show. It's what you've always wanted. Save you never get back into TV. And I remember thinking at the time, I don't care. I will always work. I'm a worker. Yeah, I will always do something. So, yes. you know, I, it was worth taking a risk for because the last thing I wanted to do was you know, have children and have somebody else rear them yeah. and enjoy them, you know. So, and, and it has that, worked out. I'm still gonna, around. I was going to say, you're, you're amazing. You're like unbelievable. But yeah. I do think that's really good advice because it is, I think we can, um, back to mental space, we can fill our, I've gone through a huge transition mentally, you know, gone yeah. really struggling, trying to let go of the guilt. And I'm just, my boyfriend's amazing, but mm. you know, it's me holding on to it and just letting go and it is. enjoying it. And, and letting think, them do stuff because, you know, yes. I'm so fussy that I don't think anybody will ever do it as well as me. And then <laughs> I, I, I'm, like, that's so yeah. ridiculous. So yeah. now I just accept the fact that Peter will do it about 80%. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really happy with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I just have to kind of fill in the last 20 I've, then. I may have left a lot of, uh, <laughs> three sets of pajamas out for Fred before I left. <laughs> anyway, you know what it's like. But to finish off, could mm. you um, share maybe one or two or top three design tips that you're, you know, that would be really helpful for people who don't know where to start. And obviously you've so much experience with design, okay. renovation and style, or just, you know, whatever yeah. you'd like to share. Okay. Well, I think firstly, um, everybody has a budget and most of us don't have as much as we'd like to have. Absolutely. So the last thing you want to do is waste any money. So be prepared, be organized, do your research and put the money into the things that would be costly to to change or fix. Absolutely. Unfortunately, they're the things that you don't really see, you know, in a renovation. Like for Mm. us, it was the plumbing and the electrics and the roof, you know. The long-term things. Yeah, Yeah. and that's all the stuff that most of our money went into. But you can do the other bits bit by bit, you know. The second thing I'd say is um, do up the rooms that other people will see first. Because you want to have people in your home. Like I love entertaining and having people. And it sounds all very posh and fancy entertaining. I don't mean, I just mean having people over even for a cup of tea. Um, So we would have put any extra money we had after that into the kitchen, living room and the downstairs loo. Um, And the other rooms then. The bedroom was probably the last thing we ever did because that's just us, you know. So um, do it in that kind of order. And then if you're stuck... Um, it's a hobby of mine. So I'm, you know, on Pinterest, I'm online, I'm buying all the interiors magazines my whole life. So it's something that I don't find difficult, but I know other people do. 
where do you start in a room? So you've got this blank canvas and you have an idea of what you want to create, but you don't know how to do it. Pick something, focus on one piece. Really so smart, if that's yeah. the, the writing desk from your granny, oh, um, yeah. that's got a beautiful memory attached to it. Or if it's, for me, it was a massive mirror that I bought in Hick and Lighting that um, is a real kind of... Hicken's amazing. Yeah, they've got their feature it's pieces. Fabulous their pieces. Show it's really kind of yeah. art deco. Yeah. Um, but yet it's got kind of a traditional vibe to it as well. But it's a real kind of focal piece. Yeah. So I started with the mirror and I put it over the fireplace and then built everything else around it. Around yeah. it. And that makes it much easier. To get started. And even yeah. then if you're pulling colours because of the mirror being a certain colour frame, that then helped me choose the colours for the room. And I'd also say to people, you know, choose things that you like and you love, the colours that make you happy. Like green has always been my favourite colour. So yeah. there's green all over my house in all different shades. Yeah. Um, so pick things, pieces and colours that like, make you yeah, happy. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And then if you're if you're painting a room, I, I, maybe everybody knows this because um, I, I knew about it before I even hosted the Ideal Home Show, but we spoke about it quite a lot. Colours can be really difficult to choose. Wallpaper is something that I've always loved. Me and too. I'm lucky Obsessed, that the house yeah. that I'm in, you know, mind you, Wallpaper suits every house nowadays. Like I love a downstairs loo with a really wallpaper. abstract so wallpaper. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And you can go really wild in small places as well. Yeah. But if you're picking paint colours, um, what I would say to people is get a big piece of card, not an A4, you know, two or three times that size and paint on it the, the, the difference, maybe three or five little pots of paint of the colours that you think you like, but move them around the room. Just put blue tack on them and move yeah, them around the room indeed. at different times. Yeah. So early in the day, the middle of the day, different at night, night. Yeah. and also during different kind of weather as well, because a colour, a paint colour in particular, can change drastically depending on the time of the day, the and light the and the season. Absolutely yeah. in Ireland. So yeah. if you do that and move it around then that can be really helpful. And actually Dulux, they have a fabulous, um, Dulux Ireland have a fabulous heritage range and their little card yeah. is brilliant because one thing you'd think it'd be easy, white, white. White is not white. No. White is all sorts. It's yellow, white, blue, white, green, white, Venetian lavender, white. white. It's all sorts yeah. of whites, gray, white. Um, and if you put the wrong white with the wrong shade mm. of green, can they'll totally, just yeah, shout at each other. It's horrible. Yeah, it's so it weird. Is. And you don't know why, but it's just not working for some reason. In their lovely little card, they have all the colours of the rainbow and all the shades that go with a particular white. Yeah. And you can just choose. It saves from, so much time it's very, and, just, and money. It takes the risk out of it again, yeah, you know, because that's another job you don't have to go and do all over again. And either. I hope you don't mind me asking, what is your worst design mistake? You can just give me one. You don't have to share too much. Definitely my bathrooms, as I said to you. Yeah. I, I put these two massive big bathrooms in that were... Uh, Bless me. I was very young owning that house. I feel very lucky, but I lost the run of myself. I think it was a big Celtic tiger. <laughs> I had a big jacuzzi bath upstairs. Oh my God. For four people. Like seriously. Why not? Um, <laughs> Mom, myself and the there. girls did get in. Yeah. When they were yeah. little. Um, make sure yeah, when they were little. Because yeah. <laughs> they'd be like, you're so weird, mom. Um, <laughs> as teenagers. But anyway, so yeah, that was kind of lost the run of myself there. And then but downstairs. that was on trend. That was on trend. It was. You know, everything has time. Yeah, everything has trends. <laughs> That's my excuse for everything. Anyway, it's gone now. <laughs> yeah. It has been moved on. Okay. Just before we wrap up, I'm going to ask you, quick fire round just five questions just short and sweet um, oh, are you ready to go or do I'm you not ever short and sweet I have a natural ability to make a short story long good luck we'll be here for a while go on um, okay number one your favourite space or room in your house oh the kitchen living room number two travel space that you love the most oh in France Chateau Lacoste so number three the most challenging space that you've been in 
Ooh, probably the challenge of stepping away from my career. Yeah, that was my walk-in wardrobe. And I love it again, you know, and in fact, the girls love it even more because they're they're all robbing my clothes, which, you know, is a great thing. Couldn't mean that I wasn't dressed as lamb, but uh, so far (laughs) they're wearing my clothes and I love sharing. (laughs) Um, Number four, the most inspirational space you've been in. Inspirational space. Wow. I'm going to go back to Chateau Lacoste because it is the only vineyard in the world that has the biggest private collection of sculpture in the world dotted around the vineyard. So not only is it an amazing place to stay, to eat beautiful wine, but it's also just the most incredible um, place to walk. They have a 90 minute walk. We've been bringing the girls every year since they were tiny. And every year there's different installations by very famous international artists. They also have five galleries. It's just incredible. So, so you feel really impact, like energized oh, and impacted. It, is, right? yeah. it just blows my mind each and every time. And yeah. every time we're there, they introduce something else, like a new restaurant, a new chef, um, new piece of art, new installation, I new gallery. Go, yeah. sounds amazing. It takes all the boxes yeah, and the sun shines. Did I mention the wine? I was going to say, definitely for work, a work trip is expensive. Yeah. And last but not least, your future space that you'd love to live in now going forward, because everyone has an idea of what they'd like. Do yes. you think you'd stay in your house or maybe? Our somewhere? house is, is going to be too big for us. It's already too big for us, Natasha. Yeah. I could live there forever because I love it so much. But I don't want a situation where myself and Peter are just working, you know, ridiculous night and day as we get older to have a space that we don't need and also, you know, sustainability and energy prices and all of that. But I'd love to stay in the area. I I won't ever leave the area and I would love to stay close to the sea. And with light. (laughs) And with lots of light. Thank you so much. Um, I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Lorraine Keane and the spaces that have shaped her life and inspired her outstanding growth. If you want to learn more about Lorraine, be sure to check out her website at LorraineKeane.com where she shares tips and insights on everything from fashion and beauty to mindfulness and mental health and her social media, which is outstanding. And if you want to keep up with the latest from Space to Grow, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a moment, we'd love it if you could leave us a rating or review to help more people discover the show. Finally, if you're looking for more inspiration and ideas on how to create spaces that support your growth and well-being, be sure to check out my website at theinteriorsnrd.com. There you'll find links to my social media and resources to help you transform your spaces and create the life you want. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Space to Grow. Lots of light, Natasha. Natasha.